Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, exactly what does that mean, to walk in the Spirit? Let's take a closer look. so much for joining us today for our podcast. We're talking about Galatians 5.25 and what it means to walk in the Spirit. Now, to live in the Spirit, of course, is talking about uh, us being alive in Christ, being born again, being saved, new life in Him, Zoe life, all of that, life in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? What exactly does that look like? Now, we know what the result of walking in the Spirit looks like. Uh, for instance, Galatians 5, 23 says that as a result of walking in the Spirit, we produce the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those wonderful things that all of us desire for our lives that's a result of walking in the Spirit. We also know, according to Acts 1.8, that we have power, God's power working in our lives as a result of walking in the Spirit. And also as a result of walking in the Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians 2.13, we have the Holy Spirit teaching us uh, because we, we are adaptable. We become adaptable and teachable and we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. Um, I, I saw recently where MIT has set up this uh, uh, kind of a classroom of sorts for automobiles. Yeah, <laughs> you heard me right. This is for cars that have auto, um, AI, artificial intelligence, and they can actually put these cars in this simulated environment and the cars learn by following examples, this and that and the other thing. And, and um, they, this is the comment from a person from MIT. It says, we basically say, here's an environment. You can do whatever you want, but don't crash into vehicles and stay inside the lanes. Now, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing to me. But you and I, as a result of walking in the Spirit, we become more teachable, more adaptable, and we can learn as the Holy Spirit's teaching us. We know that a result of walking in the Spirit is that we become lovers of truth, according to John 16, 13. Uh, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth as we walk in the Spirit. And uh, we'll become truly free. Um, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, that talks about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And uh, freedom is actually, according to the dictionary, is... Um, it says something is free if it can change easily and is not constrained in its present state. And you and I, as we walk in the Spirit, we know a result of walking in the Spirit is that we become more free. We, we're not constrained and bound to stay just like we were uh, years ago, but we continually change and uh, become more and more free. 
and uh, and we know that clarity, uh, that uh, thing that we've been talking about in this series of podcasts, clarity is a result of walking in the Spirit. Clear vision for the future, clear vision for our lives, clarity in what to do and, and that kind of thing. It comes as a result of walking in the Spirit. So we know the result of walking in the Spirit, but how do we get there? What is the how-to? If we were to look it up on YouTube, for instance, and say, what is the, what's a how-to for how to walk in the Spirit? What would we find? Well, there are many people, and, uh, and I was in this group for, for a long time, and perhaps you are today, Many people would say, well, the way to uh, walk in the Spirit is to live a godly life. And uh, I looked up uh, in a lot of commentaries and found many of them that said something to that effect. Uh, basically, you've talked the talk, the internal salvation experience. Now walk the walk. You live it out. And, uh, but what they're talking about many times is behavior modification. They're talking about managing the external, learning the do's and don'ts, and then using a lot of willpower to keep those. And the trouble is, what happens to people who have difficulty with reading the do's and don'ts, or remembering them, or people who have difficulty learning, uh, period? What if a person does not have a lot of willpower? Does that mean that they can't walk in the Spirit? I don't think so. God makes his uh, benefits available to everybody equally. A godly life, now don't get me wrong, godly life is a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. And I hope that you do want that. But you can only experience real change from the inside out. It has to be through the Spirit. The Spirit is the one that brings the change, not us having willpower and trying real hard to tame and manage the external it comes from the inside and produces the effects on the outside. Uh, and you may have seen this over the years. I know I have. Some people have a lot of willpower and have actually managed to contain and modify their external behavior, but there's no fruit in their life. That You don't see the love and the joy and the peace and all that, the fruit of the Spirit, the result of walking in the Spirit, but they've managed to... Uh, control the external to look like what we expect people to look like maybe as a follower of Christ. But I'm here to tell you, walking in the Spirit is not just behavior modification. Are you trying real hard to live a godly life? In fact, I want to make this statement, and this was a little uh, nugget that the Lord gave me. A godly life is not the method by which we walk in the Spirit. A godly life is the result of walking in the Spirit. That's worth saying again. A godly life is not the method by which we walk in the Spirit. A godly life is the result of walking in the Spirit. The fruit that I mentioned earlier, the power and all of that. So what is the how-to? How do we actually do it? Well, I submit to you that walking in the Spirit is a matter of depending on the Holy Spirit as your personal advisor. It's not some deep, complicated process. It's a simple series of little steps, minute by minute, day by day. Holy Spirit, should I say this or not say this? Should I say something 
not say something. Should I do this or should I not do this? And listening to his advice and his guidance in little steps as we go through our lives each day. Now that takes practice. And the more you do it, the easier and the more automatic it becomes. But begin to do that today. Begin to, to uh, keep that on your mind and work towards that goal. Seek the Spirit's guidance on everything, particularly in what I say or don't say, what I do or don't do. Um, time won't permit me to, to go into great depths on this, but uh, you can find examples of this in the Scripture. Um, in 1 Corinthians 2.13, uh, it talks about words being given by the Holy Spirit. And if he gives you the words, he will also uh, advise you in your heart on when you should say something and when you shouldn't. And then Proverbs 11.12, I love the way it reads in the ESV. And it says, whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense. <laughs> That's pretty straight up, isn't it? but a man of understanding remains silent. And that's one of the wisest things you can do is listen to the spirit, spirit on when to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes we don't need to say anything. And sometimes we're doing this and this is what we need to do. So learn to listen to the Holy Spirit on when to say and when not to say and on what we should say. And then uh, in Acts 8.29, there's an example there of the Spirit directing someone to do something, specifically talking about Philip going and talking to the uh, Ethiopian eunuch about what he was reading in the book of Isaiah, and, and uh, he ultimately gave his life to Christ. Well, the Spirit told him to go do that, and he followed, and wonderful things were a result. And then Acts 16.6 gives an example of the Spirit telling Paul and his companions, do not go to Asia and preach the word. Now, you know, most of us today would say, well, if you're preaching the word, you need to go everywhere. You need to go there, there. You need, don't leave anybody out. Go preach the word. But we need to be spirit-led in what we do and where we go. And for whatever reason, at this particular time, it wasn't the right time for them to go to Asia. And he said, nope, I forbid you to go there. Go over here instead. So we need to listen to our personal advisor, the Holy Spirit, as he directs us in little steps, minute by minute, day by day. And if you do that, I promise you clarity will be a result. You will develop clarity in your spiritual life and in your life in general. Everything will become more clear to you as you learn to walk in the Spirit. And that godly life that we want, that'll come as a result of walking in the Spirit. But it's actually little steps that we take seeking advice uh, advice from the Holy Spirit as we take those steps. Should I say this or not say this? Should I do this or not do this? Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit being our advisor. And we commit ourselves today to seeking your advice on what we should say, what we should do, and when we should remain silent and when we should not do anything. Thank you for being our advisor and our guide. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, God bless you.